preparing for the days ahead, a church regaining its power. Well, what church is regaining its power? Because just based upon what you're saying, Brother Willie, you're saying that the church has lost its power. Well, look around and tell me what you see when you go visit churches. Do you think the church still possess the power that Jesus left them with? Or do you think they've lost that power? So henceforth, uh, therefore, I say, we're preparing for the days ahead, a church regaining its power. It is my goal tonight to point you to the power source. It is my goal tonight to let you know that you got to return back. You got to begin to seek the power. If you are one of those believers who Jesus has called in these last days, I'm not talking about put a call on your life to go and preach the gospel. No, no, no. I'm talking about a believer, one who accepts Jesus as a Lord and Savior. He has given you the great commission to go forth and do the work of ministry. But you can't do it in your own strength he told his disciples that when I leave here they didn't like that conversation when he said it but he said when I leave here um, I have something I'm going to send someone to come in my stead so when I leave you I must go I must depart um, but when I leave you I'm going to send the comforter the comforter of the Holy Spirit he's going to come and he's going to be with you amen he's going to empower you you have to read John 13 chapter 14 chapter 15 and 16 chapter all through there tell you the workings of the Holy Spirit amen in in the disciples and through the disciples so you'll read about how and what he's going to do and how Jesus is going to how he's going to be utilized here on the earth to empower us the believer to do the work of what the great commission but as i said a church regaining its power we're looking at when you see it people are wandering people are washed away people are, are weak in their faith people are swayed to the left and to the right amen i just believe that it's high time where we are awakened people will quote the scriptures yeah that's what they're going to do they're going to tell you you must do you know um they're going to quote all the scripture. Come on, get back to prayer. Get back to prayer. Get back to the word. Get back to word. And guess what? It might sound redundant for some people, but the truth of the matter is we need to get back to prayer. We need to get back to the word. We need to get back in the face of God because for the days ahead that are ahead of us, it doesn't matter who's going to be there. It doesn't matter who's going to lead this nation. It doesn't matter if Israel going to still be in control of Israel or not. It doesn't really matter. All we need to know is that in order to get through the days ahead, you're going to need a source of power beyond yourself because in and of yourself how many of you can say it was tough that day but I stood there's some of us can say it was tough that day and I gave in it was tough that day and I just threw in the towel it was tough that day and I said forget this I am walking away but I just believe that if you tap into the source amen and we're going to talk about it if you tap into the source that Jesus was talking about it won't be no giving up in fact the days ahead, the days ahead are the days where we can't give up. We can't give up no more ground. We have to be those who will stand on with the word and say, who are those who are going to carry forth the Great Commission if we, the believer, back up and say, no, that's not for me. No, it's not my turn. It's your turn. No, I'm going to keep my money in my pocket. I'm not going to give to the body of Christ. We can't do the, let them do the work. Let them figure out how to get it all done. No, it's time for all of us to take on the banner. It's time for all of us to gird up the laws of our mind come on get your mind straight get your feet on the right path go after the things that you believe in god for why wait why why who, who else gonna do it if you don't do it the unsaved the ungodly those who are tied into what the world wants and what the world the world would have you to change your viewpoint the world would have you to change your belief system the world would have you to to miss in to join in to do what the the globalists want you to do for the sake of oneness for the sake of unity but that's not what jesus said jesus said my very gospel is going to be bring variance to the world it's going to bring variance between father and son mother and daughter uh mother and father it's going to bring various going to bring difficulty it's going to bring disagreement my very gospel is going to be that way well last week we ended our broadcast stating this it was apparent that during the time of Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, disciples' lives were in critical condition. Amen. And the coming of the church, the coming of the church would be birthed at the beginning of or during a very tumultuous time, a time that many who were present during Jesus' conviction and death 
would still want to hide the news of Jesus's resurrection. It is that resurrection that gives the gospel message its life or power. Amen. People don't want to hear about it. They'll talk about it. It's Christmas time. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus rose from the dead. But to tap into the resurrection power that make you come alive. No, many people run from that. Why? Because it exposes their weakness. It exposes them. It, it convicts them. It makes them feel bad. And they go to church. They don't want to feel bad. They want to get the la, la, la message and the message that massages them and makes them feel good. All the while knowing that their life is messed up. Life need deliverance. Life need power. Life need them breakthrough. And yet they resist the very power that brings about all the answers that they have need of. And that is the power Jesus told his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait for. It is that power that many then and great many today want to deny. But why would they want to deny that power? If you intend to go through the days ahead, that's a good question, isn't it? Why would they want to deny the power? back then because it was it was stripped the Pharisees and the Sadducees of their traditions they were making money off of people they were um, making people feel bad allowing them to have to do certain things to feel righteous you know it was righteousness based upon work back then Jesus preached a different gospel it was righteousness based on faith in Jesus the provision God made to redeem mankind that's all it was they didn't understand it but Jesus said you will understand he made sure his disciples understand he 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 talked to them for 40 days before he was taken up in the air to remind them of that amen it was necessary for jesus to pour into his disciple just like i'm doing tonight i want to pour into you to let you know that it's not time to hang up your cleats yet it's not time to put your helmet on the shelf it's not time to go take the shower and throw in the towel it's not time for all that now is a time where you need to put on the helmet amen put on the shoes tie up the string put on your pantyhose if you need to your girdle and all the other things that hold it all in it's time to take on the banner and go forth and do the things that christ has commissioned us the believer to do amen standing and living your life according to the word of god that's what we need to be able to do during the days ahead before the days ahead. we can't just start doing it when it happens right we have to do it before the days ahead well what days ahead are you talking about brother willie i'm talking about the days ahead it can be tomorrow beyond that's the days ahead you don't know what you're going to be faced with tomorrow let's just put our finger on something let's just say next tuesday the presidential election the days ahead you don't know what you're going to have to deal with the day on the days ahead from that day forward you have no idea but you can't wait until that day before you start preparing you got to start preparing yourself well how am i supposed to prepare myself well here it is find out what it's gonna take for you to be able to stand and live according to the word of God that's what you're supposed to do if you are the believer I'm not talking about a church girl I'm talking about one who has accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior and your lifestyle displays the fruit of that conversion amen your commitment your life your decisions your goals your future your plans how you respond how you react how you love how you treat people they are exemplifying that conviction that conversion that day that you say yes jesus i'll accept you you have to and you will need to make up your mind if that's what you're going to do standing and living according to the word of god you will need the power that power, that power, the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Why do you need that power? Well, I'm glad you asked. To give you the courage to stand and declare the gospel. You mean to tell me that's all I have to do? That's all I'm going to be able to do when the day is coming to declare the gospel? Well, you know something? The other side of that thing is that if they keep you quiet and force you to not say anything about Jesus, what are you going to do then? You're going to have a little meeting in your house and just keep it to yourself. The gospel still got to get out. And who's going to be the one to tell it? If you get quiet, we can't go forth in the days ahead living in fear. We can't go forth in the days ahead wondering who what when where what am i gonna do people pull upon if you're ahead of a family a man who got a family your family pull upon what you believe if you're walking around in fear guess who else gonna fear your family may also fear so you can't give up on that like that you gotta learn that there's in preparing my family i got to lead them to the power source what is the power source the power of the holy spirit to give you the courage to stand and declare the gospel in the midst 
midst of a world that detests the gospel message. You hear that? The Holy Ghost will give you the power to be a witness, not just to say it, but to live it. See, witnesses don't just go into what you say out of your mouth. Witnessing is a part of your lifestyle. So because your lifestyle is going to speak louder than the words that come out of your mouth. If your lifestyle is contrary to what you say, people will not believe you've been converted. But if your life is complementary of the words that you speak as a believer, according to the word, and you have the lifestyle that, that goes with that word, then people are apt to believe the power that comes when they encounter. We, we talk about encountering. When you encounter Christ, when you encounter Christ, something happens. Well, it didn't do me too much. Oh, no, something happened. You made a decision on that day when you encountered Christ. Something happened. Change come forth. You ain't going to think the way you thought before. You might not give your life to him, and you may will. But if you choose not to, I guarantee you're going to remember that day. I guarantee you're going to remember that message, and something in you will change. It's going to regurgitate. It's going to turn over in your mind, and you're going to say, why am I thinking about that? Because now is the day of salvation and the Holy Spirit's job is to draw people to the altar of Christ amen to give their lives to him well it is evident and that we the church body need to stay aware of what is taking place well be aware I heard some stuff today I said man we got to be aware amen I'm not here to talk political or, or, or globalist globalistic today but I want you to listen I want you to be aware I want you to see what they're trying to do amen I want you to be alert I want you to be sober minded you don't want to be caught off guard Luke 21 says this and take heed to yourselves lest any time lest any time your hearts be overwhelmed with surfeiting or distractions and drunkenness and the cares of this life and so that day listen so that that day would catch you unaware what day the days ahead jesus told his disciples don't be so overwhelmed with, with living life and and partying and and the cares of this this life that the days ahead is going to catch you on unaware for as a snare it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth jesus said no that's not what i have for you because i don't call you my servant i call you friend john uh, 15 talks about um but you're my friend a servant don't know what the master is doing but a friend knows because jesus said because you're my friend i'm going to prepare you i'm going to tell you things to come i'm going to remind you of what the, i'm not going to let you be caught off guard amen so one of the main functions of the holy ghost or the holy spirit is to remind you is to prepare you is to make you aware of what's going on around it's called discernment the holy spirit gives you the the, the ability to discern the times to discern the season to discern what's taking place in your environment in your home in your workplace wherever you are in your your place of of your city your nation it it makes you aware it gives you the, the the ability to see through the mask to see through the fakeness that's why you need to return back to the power well jesus got on his pharisees uh back in the day I ain't he, well it wasn't his pharisees there was the jewish leaders pharisees and sadducees where he told them that they're living traditionally strip the word of God of its effectiveness. Why? Why how could Jesus say that? Because when we when we hear the word and we choose to, to live contrary to the word we hear, the world looks at that and say, Well the world the word must don't have power because if I remember when I was a kid growing up, the my grandmother and them used to say, and a preacher used to say that this word will change your life. It will break strongholds. It will deliver. But the way these Christians leave, these people leave, live here, they go to church every Sunday, they ain't living like they in power. So it renders the word of God powerless. It is high time for us to return back to to return back to a life full of the power of the Holy Ghost. Does that mean I got to be holier than thou? No. Does that mean I got to know the scripture front to back? No, it don't mean all that. You need to know the scripture. You need to talk about the word. Amen. It doesn't mean that. Amen. It just means that your heart need to be committed and following the the, stat, the statutes or the word that that is set forth in the word. It means that if you confess your 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 
your life to Jesus Christ, amen, then your lifestyle will be an example of God's image to the earth. You'll love the way he said. You'll treat people the way he said. You'll respond, react, you'll do, you'll move, you'll operate according to what he says in his word. That's what Jesus has charged you to do. Jesus' last statement that he made to his disciples was this. Go to Jerusalem and wait. There you're going to receive the power from on high. Acts 1 and 8 says this, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, you hear this? Here's Jesus talking. And then all of a sudden, the scripture says he was taken up and the cloud received him out of their sight. Isn't that amazing? Here's Jesus talking to his disciples and all of a sudden a cloud c- comes down and, and lifts Jesus up and takes him out of their sight. I bet their mouth was hanging. I bet they, they was like, what in the world? Uh, what, what, wait a minute, Jesus, can we come to? No, Jesus said, I've given you well, they didn't say that. That was Willie adding that to it. But Je- Jesus gave them what the, he said, go back to Jerusalem and wait. That was his instructions. That was the last thing he told them. And there you will receive power. Power to do what? Again, power that will make you a witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. That's North America, South America. That's Australia, Asia, Europe, Eurasia, Antarctica. North Pole, South Pole, Japan, Chinese, and all those nations, Russia. That's the uttermost parts of the world. Well, who was Jesus talking to? He was talking to his disciples about the days ahead. Well, guess what? We have some days ahead as well. What are you going to be doing in the days ahead? I know you got to go to work. I know you got to feed your family. I know you have businesses. I know you're doing certain things. I understand all of that. But when it comes to the kingdom of God what are you doing for the kingdom in the days ahead well your number one responsibility is to be a light your number one responsibility is to be one who will be salt to the earth who will season every environment that they enter in with the gospel message why so that lives can be changed when you enter into an environment in fact not just lives but you If you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to change the environment when you step in the environment. Do you understand? Where chaos is, when you step in, chaos has to run. Why? Because the power in you has no room. God is not the author of confusion, right? He's not the author of chaos. Satan is the one who brings confusion and chaos. When God steps in on the scene, everything bows to who God is. And when you possess that power, the spirit of God in you, when you enter in the room, everything that opposes that spirit backs off because of the power that you're possessing inside of you. Well, you know, it has to be actively working. You have to be walking in faith. You can't be one more Mondays drinking beer, Tuesdays having parties. You can't be Wednesdays going out with the girls and Thursdays hanging out with the boys. You can't be Friday going out playing golf and playing basketball and Saturdays and Sundays playing cards. No, I'm talking about you walking you waking up every morning with God in your mind, God in your spirit. Lord, direct my path. You're reading the word of God and, and reminding yourself, talking about it over you know meditating on it day and night you are being led by the spirit of god amen you're allowing the spirit to lead you in the path that you should go and through that leading amen he's empowering you to be a witness to be a light to the nation amen those are the things as believers we should be doing those are the things as believers that you ought to be doing if that's it's not you it's time to come on back it's time to return back to the place where you lost that power amen it is that power 
power that will heal the brokenhearted. This is the power I'm talking about. It is that power that will deliver the captives. It is that power that will give sight to the blind. See, the Holy Spirit is that power. Why would the world not want that? Because they have to give up so much to get this power. What do they have to give up? First of all, they got to give up their selfishness and their pride and their arrogance. And many people don't want to give up all of that. Oh, it's me and my two and that's it. It's me and my three and that's it. No, no. Jesus has got to be Jew, God, and, and everything else is secondary. It is that power. What power, brother Willie? That power that heals the brokenhearted, that will deliver the captives, that will give sight to the blind, that will set at liberty those that are bruised, that will empower you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus talked about it in Luke 4. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for me to go forth and preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives, to sit, give those who have been blinded their sight again. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the spirit of the Lord. You too, my brother, my sister, my friend, can possess that power again. If you've lost it, you can find it. If you're looking for it, you can find it. it, it it's, it's not like it's hiding in the closet. It's not like it's hiding, playing hide and seek from you. It's right there where you left it. He's there. He's in the earth. He is operating. He's moving. He's there for your for, for you to tap into. But you got to want it. You know, what, what person in relationship going to take an overbearing person? Oh, no, you're going to be my girlfriend. Oh, no, I'm going to follow you. Oh, no, I got your back. Oh, no, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, you can't go there. And you just going to make it. No, the Holy Spirit don't be. Oh, no, you're going to serve me. Oh, no, I'm going to be your lead and I'm going to guide you and you're going to listen to me. That ain't, no, the Holy Spirit ain't going to do all that. No, you must be led. You got to welcome him. You got to say, okay, Holy Spirit, you're in my heart. The Bible says you would do this. Okay, show me, lead me, talk to me, let me know. Okay. What should I do in this situation? Oh, man, I got to face this tomorrow. Can you help me? What should I say? How should I approach it? That, that's, that's, that's a person who is being, being led, who, who's God conscious, who, who wants to be led by the Spirit of God so that whatever action he has to do, it will be an action that is led by the Spirit of God. I said our message today was a church regaining its power, preparing for the days ahead. If you've lost that power, it's time to regain that power. It's time to regain that power. It is that power that will bring forth signs and wonders that will follow every believer. Amen. It is that power that will allow or cause the believer to cast out devils. Amen. It is that power that will cause the believer to speak in other tongues or different languages. It is that power, amen, that will cause the believer to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What are you saying, Brother Willie? I'm saying that as a believer, there should be some signs following you, amen. The scripture says signs for those, for all them that believe, amen, to those who believe, signs, these signs, there it is, these signs shall follow them that believe, these signs, these signs, what signs, these signs, when I think about signs, I think about the exit sign, I think about the caution sign, I think about all the signs we encounter on our journey from point A to point B, and those signs are not hidden, amen, if they're hidden and something happens as a result of that, it, it opens up the state for a lawsuit but all signs are put out so that people can see that so that they can follow instructions so the believer are supposed to put out signs they're supposed to erect signs that will point people to jesus christ oh you thought it was about you well, it's only about you for just a few little seconds when you're down there at the altar initially, amen. But from the moment that you give up, it shifts from you to him, amen. So the signs that people should see in your life are signs that point others or point them to Jesus Christ. Leading into and during the days ahead, you will be misunderstood. Some of you are misunderstood now. You just can't know why people are treating you that way, looking that way, acting funny. Some of you wonder why your friends don't want to hang out with you no more. Well, they see what's taking place in your life. They're misunderstanding. They don't understand that they too supposed to do the same thing you're doing. Follow the word of God. Amen. Following what Jesus wants you to do. Amen. So you will be misunderstood. They 
what who is they the world the world will attribute what you do or stand for as discriminatory well here i go here i go talking about what's taking place in the in the country again the world will attribute amen what you do as a believer or what you stand for as discriminatory but jesus said there are signs and wonders that point men to him you get that when you're going out and doing what the scripture said, living what the scripture said, people are going to misunderstand you. They're going to interpret your very actions to be contrary to what the state dictates. Amen. So some of you, there's one scripture I read and I should have, I should have said, written it down, but it talks about how some of you will be led to prison by your friends. Your son going to turn you in. Your, your daughter going to turn you in. Your mama going to turn you in for what you're doing. Your, your, your cousin, your boss man going to pick up the phone and down FBI and say I got one I'm right here come and get them I was reading um, a post that my pastor's son posted about something that happened to my pastor he was traveling to Cancun um, Mexico and he was getting in line at the TSA counter and when the young man scanning his package saw um, that he had a Bible in his carry-on, he called him aside and told him that he needed to check his bag. Well, he said that the guy pulled everything out of his bag, and then he got to his Bible, and he opened up his Bible and started flipping through all the pages. He said, well, you know why I stopped you, right? Because I saw this Bible in your bag. I needed to check this Bible out. You mean to tell me it's going to come a time where you can't even travel with your Bible? Well, he was like, well, um, I can't believe that y'all are stopping me for carrying a bible in my bag i've carried my bible all the time he said well today we stopping and we checking you he ended up getting it back but the point of the story is that how are you going to stop me from carrying um a bible in my carry-on what's wrong with that well we don't know what we're going to face in the days ahead but no matter what we got to do amen he said that if if he had not given his bible back to him he would be in jail today amen and i'm a witness too now you're not going to take my bible i'm sorry you're going to take somebody else playboy and all that stuff but you ain't going to take my bible praise the lord hallelujah leading into the days ahead you got to be ready amen they're going to take what you do as discriminatory. Let me remind you, the fact that you are Jesus' representative in the earth, they will hate you. Jesus told them, he said, people will hate you for my, just, just, just knowing that you are part of me, they're going to hate you. So don't be mad and don't be disappointed or depressed that people won't accept you or hate you. Know that it is not you that they hate, but it's, the, it's me who lives in you that they're hating. So ignore it. I got you. I got your back. I'll take care of them. You just continue to push forward in the things that I've given you to do. They will hate you. Who? Who going to hate you? Friends, your BFFs, sisters, brothers, neighbors, public officials, even Christians, your brother and sister who you go to church with, those churchgoers, those lukewarm Christians, those worldly carnal-minded Christians. They're going to hate you. Those Christians who have who, who wear two shoes, amen, who sit on the, the, the fence and straddle, who are lukewarm, amen, who are, who are living one way one day and living another day. Yes, those are the ones. Yes, those are the ones who's going to hate you. Why? Because who you think you are, you living, you receiving blessings from God. I got blessings too. God got favor on my life too. It don't take all that what you doing. Little do they know the power that lives and rests inside of you. Matthew 10, 34 through 36 says this. Think not that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance, in, at disagreements against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Isn't that amazing? Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace think that i came to bring peace no i didn't come to bring peace listen here's they won't understand this you get that although coming to christ brings peace to the heart embracing the gospel also makes life more difficult in some respects because jesus demands allegiance that takes priority over the natural ties of life so that's what's going to bring the challenge you, you understand so jesus said I'm going to give you peace in your heart, but living for this gospel demands allegiance. And because of your allegiance, people won't like you. 
People gonna mistreat you. People won't want to hang with you because of your illegal. Why? Because you make them feel uncomfortable. You make them feel inadequate. You make them feel like they just lost it and don't don't know how to find it. They won't understand. And the reason they won't understand is because their minds have been blinded by the God of this world. Second Corinthians four one through four. Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, new way. We never give up. You hear that? We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. If the good news we preach is hidden behind the veil, if it is hidden, it is hidden only you hear that it is hidden only did you hear that it is only hidden from people who are perishing satan who is the god of this world has blinded their minds to those who don't believe so when you run across people who don't believe it only means that they are walking in blindness not they may can see out their natural eyes, but the mind of their understanding has been blinded. It's been blocked. They can't comprehend the things of the spirit. They can't comprehend the move of the Holy Spirit actively working in your life. That's why when you go to dead churches, I can't comprehend. Where is the power? Why are people doing this foolishness in the church? Why? Because the power is left. But when you go into a church where the power of God is evident, man, I tell you, it is it is a totally opposite feeling what you feel. You feel the presence of God. You feel the move of the Spirit. You feel God in the place. It is a totally different thing. You can comprehend that it's God who's moving. That means your mind has not been blinded. You've been enlightened by the the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're supposed to be doing. A church regaining its power. It is time for the church. What church? People, not 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 Saint John A M A A A M E Church building. Not not um Greater Saint Stephen's down in New Orleans. Not Faith Christian Center the building. No, I'm talking about the people, the people of the church, the believers, the Christians who have come and call themselves um. Uh, Christians who have accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior. It is time to regain the power again that you allowed to seep out of your life. Some of you, it oozed out of cracks. Some of you, it seeped out of little crevices when you didn't even realize. And before, behold, when you looked up, you found yourself over in left field. Some of you knew you left them. Some of you walked out of it. Some of you just opened the door wide and just allowed the power to just leave because you just got tired of just living right and living this godly life. I don't get anything as a result of God don't hear me. Some of you were aware of it when it took place. But Jesus said, Amen. Paul said the reason you can't comprehend what's taking place in your life and in the world is because your mind has been blinded to what's taking place by the God of this world, Satan. The things that are the spirit, the scripture said, are foolishness to man. Second Corinthians 2 and 14. The problem then becomes, I didn't read that, but read that. Second Corinthians 2 and 14. Talked about the, the the things of the spirit of foolishness to mankind. Amen. Mankind can't comprehend. It goes back to being misunderstood. The disciples were misunderstood when they begin to move according to Jesus's commandment. That's why they encountered so much persecution. They was misunderstood. People were hiding their lies. They didn't want people to find out that this Jesus was, in fact, the Son of God who we killed on the earth. They didn't. They 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 wanted to hide it. They wanted to hide it so they persecuted him as soon as the, the the glimpse of the message of jesus resurrection came to light the the pharisees and the sadducees wanted to squash it the problem then becomes if people can't understand if the world can't comprehend the problem then becomes men do not want to accept jesus still then they didn't want to do it and now they don't want to do it they don't want what Jesus has to offer because it challenges them and the cultural agenda or the globalist agenda. Amen. That is why this world and some public officials want you, the believer, to change your mind or to change the way you believe. 
Did not you hear that? We got to get the Christians to change the way they believe about some things. If we want to have a unified society, the Christians, those who, who are churchgoers, must have a change of heart, must have a change of mind. Well, if the Bible tells us that we must believe this way or stand this way, how in the world are you going to force us to change our mind? I would be like the disciples did. I'd rather obey God rather than man. How can we only, how can we but preach and talk about the things that we have seen and heard of when Jesus was here? You want me to be quiet? How can we not believe? How can how can we not talk about him? How can we not live according to what he's saying? We see it. We tasted it. We possess the power that brings it about. How can I not live it if the power is in me to live it? Then you must stand. Then no matter what comes your way, you might be persecuted. You might be thrown in jail, but you must be standing. You got to say, well, if I got to go to jail for the gospel of Christ, then so be it. Bye-bye, family. Bye-bye, friends. I see you later. I got some souls to win in prison. Amen. And you're going to be like Paul, well, unless you're going to give in to it. You better go in there testifying. You better go in there telling others about Jesus Christ. You better go in there telling them, no, nah, not me. No, 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 we're not going to come in there. You better go in there laying hands on people. You better go in there rebuking the devil. You better go in there telling people, no, it's not this way. It's not that way. It's our way, Jesus' way. So here, let me pray for you. Here, let me lay hands on you. Here, let me tell you about it. Here, this is the way it goes. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. For 40 days, all I can say, excuse me, is don't fear. This gospel is meant to be shared. Jesus knew the only thing that would give them his disciples power to overcome the world would be the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what you're going to need for the days ahead. The ability to overcome the world. Amen. The world's agenda. The globalist agenda. They are desiring to move us into a globalist mindset, a meshing of society, blending without discriminatory judgment and acceptance of all and no one speaking out against the other. A unified globalist world. But you, my brother and my sisters, the gospel is meant to still be shared. Jesus knew the only thing that would give them power to overcome the world would be the power of the Holy Ghost. It is that same power the church you needed back then in the book of Acts that birthed the church going forth. And it is the same power that the church will need to overcome the world and the pending persecution upon it. We have to know this, but we don't have to fear. For 40 days, Jesus spoke with his disciples, reaffirming their faith in him in preparation for the days ahead. And the last thing he told them was to go to Jerusalem and wait until they receive the promise. Tonight, I call out to every believer, those who were once a believer. Amen. Those who, who want to be a believer. Tonight, I call out to you. Tonight, I compel you. Tonight, I charge you. Tonight, I make the clarion call unto you that, what? To go to Jerusalem. You mean get on a plane and go? Well, let me tell you about what I mean about going to Jerusalem. In Bible times, Jerusalem was known as the city of David. It was where the temple was located and the Jews believed that's where God dwelt in the temple, where the holies of holies. That's the way it was established. The inner courts was the, the holies of holies sat in the middle of the inner courts, which sat inside the temple. Amen. So. I'm saying go to Jerusalem. What do you mean, brother? I'm saying it is time that we must get back to where God dwells. It's time, amen, that we must get ourselves back in the face of God. That was where God dwelt and revealed himself. I called you to that place, that place you once lived in, that place you got your last victory at. That place where the Spirit of God always seemed to nudge you towards whatever you were needing. I'm charting you to get back to that place where you your eyes were open, amen, where your ears was open. I'm charging you to get back to that place, hallelujah, where peace came for you, where where breakthrough came, that place where you found God. The old saints you say, get back to the altar, amen. Get back to the altar where you first received. The song said, take me back, take me back. Back there, Lord, 
to the place where I first received you. Take me back. Take me back, dear Lord, where I first believed. Some of you need to go back. That's where the power exists. It's not necessary in the church building, but get your heart back fixed. Get your mind back made up. Get your soul back ready so that you can meet your maker because one day, the scripture says, the angel of Zion is going to step out of the clouds of glory. And in his hand, I don't know if it's going to be his right hand or his left hand. The scripture says the angel, Jesus, is going to come back with the angel. And Jesus is going to give the angel a sign to blow the trumpet. And when the trumpet sounds, the scripture said in, in 1 Thessalonians, the angel is going to blow. And when the sound comes to pass, or comes out of the horn, the Bible says that the people who are dead in Christ, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunties, and my uncles who knew the Lord, your cousin, your sister who died knowing the Lord, your grandmother, your mother, your your father who may have died knowing God is going to come up out of the ground and be resurrected. And while they are being resurrected, the scripture says all of us who are believers who are living at that time it take place are going to be transformed. It's going to be changed in a moment, in the a, in a twinkling of an eye. We're going to be changed from mortal to immortality and we're going to be caught up. We're going to be taken up like Jesus was taken up into the air. Amen. And forever for we will ever always be with the Lord. That's what the scripture says. I'm saying my brother, my sister it's time. I'm talking about a church regaining the power. It is time to wake up. Send a shaking father God. It's time to you to come out of your stupor, your your laziness, and be awakened to the Spirit of God who is present and actively working here on the earth. We're talking about preparing for the days ahead. And one of the necessary in things that you must possess in preparation for the days ahead is the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to need him. You're going to need him. He told his disciples they would receive power. This power will be what they needed to be effective, fulfilling the Great Commission. It is the same power you need, my brothers and my sisters. However, as with the news of what Jesus did while he was on the earth, dissension rose, so it shall increase here in these days that we're living in. Amen. The Jewish leaders had to keep their underhandedness within their circle. So then when any evidence of Jesus's resurrection will appear, they would pounce on it to immediately squash it. It is the same opposition as we're going to face in the days ahead. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared for it? Do you possess the necessary power so that you can stand and not give in to the demands of this globalist agenda? Are you prepared to stand and make a Stand for Jesus Christ. That's the question for you. Are you going to sip sip wine with the best of them? Are you going to party with the with the best of them? Which one are you going to do? You feel like you can do both things and you can't. No, because they're going to pressure you. I don't know if it's going to happen before the rapture or after the rapture. But there's this thing that's going to take place. We talked about it before, the mark of the beast. That's something that you would not want to take. Amen. Do not take it. If you're left here, here's my, if you don't remember nothing I say, if you are left here and you are faced with taking the mark of the beast, don't take it. They will threaten you. They will threaten to kill your kids if you don't take it. They will threaten to take all your food out your house if you don't take it. Do not take it. Take the mark of the beast because there is no repentance from that. Once you take the mark of the beast, you are doomed to hell. Amen. I know people don't want to hear hell. God is a loving God. How can he send anybody to hell? Well, he won't send anybody to hell. They chose to go because they did what he told them not to do. Well, what are you saying, Brother Mitchell? You have to be prepared for what is ahead. And the only way to be prepared for what's ahead is to be filled with the power that was necessary for the disciples to have for the days ahead. You too must possess that power. Acts 1 and 8 says, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But what I love in the book of Acts as you read down in the book of Acts, the first chapter, you see that as they were sitting in this room, 
handling their business, the Bible says they began to pray. One critical component of your ability to stand in the days ahead, you must have a lifestyle of prayer. You can't pray when you feel like it. You can't pray when um, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays. No, prayer must be a part of your life, like eating. Well, brother, if I prayed all the time, I won't be able to get nothing done. No, that's not true. No, your life must be a lifestyle of prayer. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Become God conscious. Seek him for everything. Seek him for guidance. Seek him for wisdom. Oh, you think you do it on your own? No, it doesn't work like that, my brothers and my sisters. Prayer is a critical component of your ability to stand. The disciples did it. In Acts 1, that's what happened in Acts 2. As they were in the upper room on one accord, first verse, second chapter of the book of Acts, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with with the Holy Ghost. And what happened? And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And if you read further down, the people on the outside of this room begin to hear some things taking place in the room. And they begin to look at each other and say, what in the world is going on up in there? I hear people talking talking in my language. I hear them talking in your language. I hear them talking in all kind of language other than the Jewish language. What is going on in here? The first thing after their questioning was this. Somebody can't well, they sound like they're drunk. Misunderstood. Why? Because they cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. They were looking cornerly how these people can speak. Well, they were not speaking by their own power. They were speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to get back to that. You can't be talking, cussing folk out. No. Get back into God. Get back into the Word. Allow the Holy Spirit to live through you and speak through you so you can get rid of all that cussing out of your mouth and all that crushing people and devouring people with your words. That's not of God. These people misunderstood the disciples. They thought by them moving by the Holy Spirit through speaking in other tongues that they were drunk. Drunk, being led by wine, being led by alcohol, until Peter stood up and told them, listen, brothers, these men, when you look down at the 14th verse, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel in Joel the second chapter. He didn't quote Joel the second chapter like that. He said by the prophet Joel. And this is what he said. And it shall come to pass that in the last days, what days? The days ahead, right? Said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and on my hand, maidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. You mean all of us going to be preaching? That's not what he mean. They're going to testify. They're going to talk of me. They're going to begin to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Be how? Being led by the power from on high. What power? The power of the Holy Ghost. We got to get back to it. We got to regain this power. You're going to need this power. To face the days ahead. If you're looking for a specific day to say the beginning of the days ahead, next Tuesday, what is that? November the 9th, 7th, 8th, November 8th, election day, that's the beginning of your days ahead. You're going to need the power, no matter who the president may be. It don't matter who it is. I'm not going to even call their name. They ain't even worthy of the names being called. I'm just saying, no matter who it is, you're going to need to be endowed with the power for the things that are going to take place on this earth. Not just in the United States of America. Well, what about overseas? You got to be prepared. You got to be prepared. And in your preparing, know that you're going to be misunderstood. People are going to think it's this. People are going to think it's that. But it's going to be your job as one who is standing in the word of God and being led by the spirit of God to 
let them know, no, you got it all wrong. Let me tell you who it really is. And you're going to begin to tell them who it is that is operating in your life. The disciples had to do it. In fact, when Peter got through telling them what was taking place according to the prophet Joel, he began to tell them about what happened with Jesus Christ. And at the end of what he told them about Jesus Christ, the Bible said many who heard them begin to believe on him. And how many people? 3,000 souls were added to the church in the midst of there being misunderstanding. But what brought understanding? Peter began to preach Jesus to him. It is that Jesus who y'all crucified, y'all nailed him to the cross, y'all convicted him wrongfully, and he rose from the dead, and they heard the gospel message, gave their life to him, and 3,000 people in one day gave their life to the Lord. That is the power of the power that you need in your life that is the power of the holy spirit that is the power that you need to regain in your life that when you speak lives will change that when you talk about the gospel lives will be transformed why am i saying that it is going to be necessary for you to possess this power in the days ahead my brothers and my sisters and my friends as we begin to prepare for the days ahead we have to return back to God. We have to seek the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can withstand the days that are coming upon the earth. Who knows what we must face? But in facing it, what better way to face it is to possess the power of the Holy Ghost actively living and breathing in your life. That's where I leave you tonight. What better way to face the days ahead is possessing the power of the Holy Spirit actively Living, actively breathing, actively speaking into your life, actively empowering you to be a light, to be salt, to be a seasoning to the word, to be a voice to a dying generation. That's why Jesus has us. That's why you're alive for such a time as this. That's why God has been beckoning you. That's why you've been feeling like, man, I got to get back to church. Man, we got to get things in order. That's why, because God is wooing his people back to the place where he is, back to that place where God wants to speak to him and direct him and empower you. That's the spirit of God wooing you to come back in. Aren't you ready? Aren't you ready for that? It's that time. It's that season. It is that moment where you must regain the power that you lost. And I'm talking to you. If you are ready to regain that power, if you have once given your life to the Lord and you have found yourself weakened and turned back, this night is for you. It is time to give your life back to God and ask God to come into your heart again and empower you with the power of the Holy Spirit. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, tonight is the night that if you sit and listen to this message, this message will, con will convince you, will convict you will reprove you and get you and bring you to a place to where you say, I need to be saved because I want to go back with Jesus when he comes. This night is for you. This is the night, my brother, my sister, my friend, that you have to give yourself to the Lord so that he can empower you for the days ahead. It won't work if you're not of his. You can't make it through the days ahead in your own strength. This is your time. This is your hour. This is your season. And I want to pray with you before we close out this evening. If that is you, if that is you, would you pray this prayer with me? Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Many days I've gone my own way and I've done everything that I wanted to do. But tonight, I give my heart to you. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Guide me. Lead me. Reveal to me. What the scripture says, take control of everything in my life. This day I choose to follow you. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I believe that you died and that you were buried and resurrected. And now you're living on the right hand of God, making intercessions for us. And I thank you tonight for redeeming me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.